Today, let's talk about Facebook. I know a lot of you guys may not be on Facebook anymore. And you know what? Now that I'm looking at what I'm looking at, what we're, we're about to share today, it might be a good idea. Uh, you know, there, there's some stuff that's coming out of there um, that is very concerning that is being shared. But most recently, uh, it's the data breach that they had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about all that. But first, let's roll the intro. All right, um, so we're back here, uh, Josh and I, to uh, mm -hmm. do uh, our Monday show. Listen, it's been a, a little bit of a slow news day, but the stories that we found today are coming from Facebook. And, you know, it's, uh, it's like I was saying, maybe it's time for all of us to move off that damn platform. Um, but first, let me share this TikTok video that I came across. I want to have Josh blind react to it and see what you guys think. There, let's see what the highway, you know, right in front of the, the, the beach, yeah. you know, the water, or something, I forget what it's called, I know what you're talking about, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I found that so fucking hilarious, man, like, the mom's expression, like, the, the disappointment, yeah. that expression that moms give sometimes, look at that, look yeah. at that expression, that is the expression of a mother that's like, I, that came out of me, <laughs> um, I don't know. Like I thought, and now and you be playing reverse, it looks even gross. But um, that is some talent, man. Like you've never had too much something in your mouth, and it just uh, no pun intended here. And it just like look at that. That girl is so happy, so proud of herself. Anyways, I just found it. I did. I, I saw it. I'm like, oh man, I want to see what Josh thinks. Um, someone. Wow. Yeah. No, I know. But someone told me on Facebook, like. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not on Facebook. Someone told me um, over a DM that maybe uh, we should start the, our shows with something like something that's a little lighthearted because uh, they're like, damn, JT, you're always covering like really, you know, heavy hearted topics, which is good. It's information that we want to know, but it, you always leave your show feeling dreadful. Like at least start them on a height now. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll try it. I mean, whatever. I'm always open to ideas and, you know, and suggestions, but um Anyways, that was our first attempt, and I, I find it interesting. When I find those those clips, I'm not gonna tell you. I'm just gonna have you, just gonna have you have a, a natural reaction to them. What do you say? Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah. So I'm skipping ahead here, but yes, as you guys can see here, the title for those of you guys listening on the podcast: Human smugglers use Facebook to connect with uh, migrants and spread false hope uh, of reaching the U.S. So I was gonna open with this uh, article, but since we're here already. As you guys know, we've been covering, uh, you know, everything that's happening at the border uh, often here, the last few shows, in fact. And that is because, at least in my opinion, right, I think it is a crisis, right? And we already discussed why it has become a crisis, but of course, many different outlets, and no, they're not right-leaning, just now it looks like it's just spreading out there. Uh, this is, I believe, um, NBC, Right. They're even saying, hey, listen, stuff like this is spreading even on different platforms. Now, smugglers right, are using Facebook. Now, it's not new. Right. So the article goes on to say human smugglers are openly advertising their services on Facebook, falsely telling Central Americans interested in crossing illegally into the United States that they can promise a, quote, 100 percent safe journey. Now, that is baloney. Right. I can tell you firsthand I have heard just 
horrific stories. Okay, not on the not in the media, just from from people that I know, right? From from you know, uh, I don't know. I'll just put out there from from acquaintances, right? Mm-hmm. And they have shared man stuff like doors being knocked in the middle of the night because people are running. Um, you hear like random gunshots in the distance. Uh, random fires are being started because, of course, only now, for instance, here in El Paso, are we entering a warmer um, time of the year. But before, and as some of you guys know, I think actually most of you guys will, we weren't a very, um, we were experiencing an unnatural, right, um, really cold winter. So people were randomly starting fires. So what happens with those fires, right? If they're not handled properly, uh, or attended to properly, or if they're starting a fire and then border patrols mm-hmm. are approaching those, a lot of those people just leave the fires, right? And they can cause disasters, right? So this is, again, just horrific stories, man, out there. Um, and uh, in fact, I'm going to share a video with you guys here in just a second of a border patrol agent sharing. Some of you guys might have seen it already, and by the way, listener and viewer discretion advice because of what he's going to detail but it's just like, it's heartbreaking, man, right? And now mm-hmm. it appears that a lot of these um, traffickers are, are openly doing it on Facebook because they know that there's really not going to be any any kind of backlash, right? So the article mm-hmm. um, added that uh, while the use mm-hmm. of social media by smugglers is not new, the practice is growing, fueling false hope as more migrants fall prey to misinformation about how Biden about how, excuse me, how the Biden administration will welcome them, according to the Department of Homeland Security officials, immigration experts, and lawyers. Uh, they went on to say that travel to Mexico to the United States costs $8,000, 100% safe, reads a recent post written in Spanish. Now, the following translation is also kind of funky because it's being translated, but uh, they, I guess it also added that cross through Matamoros, you walk one hour after in automobile until you arrive to your relative. Again, it's a translation, right? But as you get the gist, essentially the post is saying, hey, bring your, you know, bring us 8K, $8,000, because it's not pesos, trust me. It's not pesos. Mm-hmm. We're not charging $300 or $400, whatever that translates, right? Uh, depending on the exchange rate to cross mm-hmm. somebody. They're charging $8,000 for a quote, 100% safe uh travel and then you know essentially one hour and then after you know being in a vehicle or something you you arrive to your relative meaning you arrive to wherever you're going the spanish language posts identified by nbc news were found on a public facebook pages with names like migrants from various uh countries in mexico and migrants in the mexico dash usa border awaiting hearing so you know, this is going to continue to grow and to become a bigger problem, mm-hmm. right? And again, now it's very openly being advertised, right? Now, why is that? Because of, uh, you know, what, what, what has been happening will continue to happen. I'm not sure, Josh, did you see that video of these two smugglers just dropping little children like on a, on a wall? Yeah. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that actually over the weekend. Yeah, that's... It's heartbreaking, really, that uh, that people think that that's that's. Yeah, we have to remember that. I guess that 
these people are going through such bad times that they feel that their kids are safer being dropped off. Uh, I don't know how, how many feet they got dropped five or six feet in the air. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, you got to figure those walls are at least uh, eight, seven feet high. Mm. Right. And even if they're reaching yeah. down, kind of like overextending themselves, they're just, you know, you can see it. You know, I don't know if I can even yeah. show that because it's, you know, it's, it's their children like being like just dropped. So I don't want, I don't want to get us mm -hmm. uh, in trouble with YouTube, but you guys can go Google it. It's, it's like, it's heartbreaking, right? For sure. For sure. It's, it's tough. It's really tough to watch, but yeah, it is out there. But I think it was cause, uh, basically one of the girls, they were on, the guy was sitting on top of the wall and he had his legs both over on both sides. And so what would happen is he would pass the girl down to his feet and then he would like kind of kick them off basically. Yeah. Yeah. Once, once we're done with, with the recording and post, I'll, I'll Google the, the rules of YouTube and maybe I'll add it somewhere, mm -hmm. you know, um, here, but yeah, man, it's, um, it's serious. You know, those yeah. are two little toddlers. Like we're not even talking about teenagers, you know, um, or even, you know, nine or 10 year old kids, you know, preteens. No, we're talking about, mm -hmm. I heard maybe I'm wrong, but I heard like one of them was as young as two years, like, and they just, they dropped them. They left them by the way, for those of you guys listening, uh, on the podcast and they just, you know, the, the border patrol, cause they had these like night vision, um, cameras, uh, recording the whole mm -hmm. thing. They just, you know, the smugglers essentially jumped back to, to Mexico and then just ran. Why? Because right. they know that we have those current policies, right? That if the child is found by themselves, the border patrol has to take them into custody and then house them. Right. Right. Yeah. I think whether they are two years old or not, it doesn't even, it doesn't even come into it because it's, it's so believable. You would believe that, right? If someone said they were two years old. Yeah, sure. I'd believe that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, you, you know, I, I get what you're saying. Like it's a, it's, it's man, it's just freaking sad. And I'm, I'm, it pisses me off too, to, to feel like, oh yeah, it's, it's not even news anymore. Like they could have said they dropped mm -hmm. off newborns and we're like, yeah, that sounds, yeah, sounds, sounds believable. Completely plausible. Right? Jesus, man, what the hell is happening? Uh, let's go back to the article real quick to highlight a couple things um, that I also want to touch on. So uh, on here, it says that the Department of Homeland Security, which monitors social media posts uh, by potential immigrants, believes the misinformation spread by smugglers uh, partly to blame for the recent surge at the border, said the official familiar with the department's intelligence about the topic. In a parent smuggler posts a picture of a family with luggage wearing masks and sitting together on what appears to be a plane. Make your dream a reality. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's almost like they're advertising, like, you know, like, uh, I don't know, like it's something like you would see on TV. Media, right? yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, they're like, they have a marketing team. You know, Sandra, mm -hmm. are those pictures ready? We're working on it, boss. Okay, we're working on it. We're getting a couple people. We're going to take the camera out today. Jesus. Uh, so make your dream a reality in the United States. We are here to help you. The caption reads, yeah, for a thousand dollars. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. The, the journey is safe and reliable. And the price is $4,500 leaving from Monterrey to San Antonio, Texas. Oh, this one's cheaper. This one's half the price. What a bargain, you know, $4,500. Sweet. That spring break you've been looking for, you know? Yeah. Get it in, get it in, you know, but while seats are, while seats last in some cases, <laughs> negotiations take place after the initial pleas for help from migrants looking for ways to cross the border. 
Someone helped me uh, go to the United States. A person posted on one of the Facebook groups. So listen, this is something else that um, it just uh, sparked a, a conversation uh, that I that I can recall that I had recently with someone. And that is after uh, some of these people sign up for these deals, right? And yes, sarcasm. Uh, they will change the pricing, right? So, oh, they'll, you know, these smugglers will come up with like, oh, you know what, dude? You know, they'll tell these um, these migrants, right? Like things got complicated. It's more dangerous for us. You can either wait a few months and then, you know, we'll, we'll honor the price, which of course there's no contracts and nothing like that, right? Just come find me again. Um, but we'll hold on to the, you know, the money you already put down. Or if you can come up with another $2,000, I'm willing to get, have my coyote risk his life. To, to cross you. You have to understand that things at the border just got more aggressive or something like that, right? You know, it's all it's all a scam, right? It's all, it's all a way to get more money from these migrants because what happens, I've also heard, is that you have a lot of people that are in, in, in you know, waiting to cross that actually have a few family members here in the U.S. and any other states, right? And they'll send them dollars, money, to, to literally cross them over, right? So you know what I'm saying? So the smugglers know that. So like, hey, tell your tia, your tío, your mom, your dad, whatever, your family member, your friend over in the States to send you another $1,000, right? And a lot of the times what happens is people on, on this side, meaning in the U.S., they're so desperate to get their family member across that they'll start collecting money, right? Doing whatever they need to do to send those th extra $1,000, $2,000, to just tip that, you know, much more to the to these coyotes. So that's what this article is referencing here. Now, <clears throat> the last thing that I want to touch on here is, you know, something else that I found that kind of goes with what I'm saying, by the way. It's ready. 3,000 to arrive at the line. 6,000 to jump to your destination. Whatever state, pay, uh, pay when your relatives receive you. And the parent smuggler wrote, which is also something that it's not, it's not a... Uh, it's not written for people to feel safe. It's written and saying, if your relatives can pay us, then guess what? They will be, they won't be receiving you. There are, there are stories of smugglers or these coyotes essentially just as soon as they don't hear back that these wire transfers or these, this money hasn't arrived, they'll just leave those people out there in the middle of the desert, right? To mm -hmm. fend for themselves. And that's how you find so many people out there, essentially, you know, they, they either starved or they either, you know, they died or they were attacked by, you know, by actual animals. I mean, it's just a, a variation of things. All right. So we, we had finished recording and then I forgot that I was going to show you guys this video. So let me, let me, I'm going to cut it in somewhere because it's, 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 you know, something that at least I feel it might be um, eye opening to what we were referencing, you know, about the border crisis. So let's go to that video real quick, right? Again, listener discretion, they, they use the, the four letter R word and uh, I may or may not bleep it. I don't know, we'll, we'll see, but um, here it is. As a border patrol agent, I didn't sign up for this. You know, I have kids of my own. And then you hear the other stories, you know, about a month and a half ago, I was back here talking to one of the little girls. You know, and, and, and I told the, the congressional delegation this, the, the same thing, right? We were going to send her to the hospital. And as I got closer to her, I noticed that she couldn't speak. And I asked the medical staff what happened. And she's, the reason 
reason she was going to the hospital because she had gotten gangrene. And the reason that she couldn't speak was because she had lost her voice in the process while she was getting raped. Those things hit hard. Now I'm board full agent, yes I am, but I'm also a father. And it hurts because my daughter is near the age of that little girl that I was talking to that she was gonna be sent to the hospital to get checked because she had been raped. And those those are the some of the stories that we hear. So yeah, that uh, I'm sure if you guys checked uh, on the video, it was on Donna, Texas, right? Which is a, um, a border town, a border location. And, you know, again, man, it's, it's heartbreaking, you know, because that is some of the reality that is happening out there, you know, and, and it's very real, right? It's not a joke. Uh, a lot of the times, like we were saying just, you know, before we cut, it happens when people don't pay up the money, when when smugglers are not really smugglers. They just want to take some of these uh, children sometimes, you know, some of these uh, even obviously women, grown women out in the middle of nowhere and do what they want to do. Right. And then what? Who's going to who's going to really stand up for the for some of these victims? No one. Do you think the you know, with all due respect, but we think the Mexican police is going to do anything about it. The Mexican police has its own infamy. You know, for for not handling, you know, even stupid petty crime to major crime, right? Payoffs. Now, you think anybody on this side is going to do anything? They're supposed to be illegal without rights, without this, blah, 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 depending on who you're talking to here in the U.S. So, you know, it's just, ah, man, I, uh, it just, it just pisses me off. Guys, if there's anyone out there who's actually thinking about sending anyone across the border or crossing the border themselves, think really, really, really carefully before you do so, because it is life or death. And also bear that in mind for anyone who's on the other side of the border, maybe in the US, to be a little bit more empathetic to some of these people who are trying to cross. They're not trying to cross to become to be on benefits. I don't think anyone would risk their lives to live off live off a taxpayer for the rest of their life they're 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 in most cases moving there to try and better their lives you, yeah. so just just think carefully yeah. everybody yeah <laughs> in general yeah no please so yeah okay so now we'll continue the, the original recording right so you know very real and i wanted to bring it up because it goes along with you know uh the the uh you know facebook that one place that keeps on giving. Um, and let's go to the next story for that, which is, it's very concerning. Half a billion Facebook user information posted on hacking website, cyber experts say. Now let's just, you know, hot out the press as I say, April 5th, half over half a billion at this point, because I just, I was reading other, other websites. So information containing not only just names, we're talking about email addresses, right? Um, phone numbers, and even uh, your, you know how the web, uh, Facebook has that status, right? Um, also, right, so leak. So the article says, the personal information of about half a billion users, including their phone numbers, have been posted to a website used by hackers, cybersecurity experts say. There are, uh, there are records of more than 32 million accounts in the United States, 11 million in the UK, and 6 million in India, according to Alan Gall, the CTO of cyber intelligence firm Hudson Rock. Details in some cases include full name, location, birthday, email addresses, phone number, and relationship status. So, 
is this information that was out there already anyways? Yes. Right. Is this information that can be scraped? There are things called scrapers, right? That many people implement. I know a couple of companies that use those to scrape certain websites of information, you know, websites like LinkedIn, right? To get more information. And they usually use it to do what's called uh, targeted marketing. Right. Now, what happens when you have a leak, on the other hand, a breach where you have essentially millions of records at your fingertips, excuse me, fingertips for for maybe either pennies on the dollar or just free. That is Mm -hmm. different. You can do much more than just marketing. Right. When scrapers are implemented on the Internet, for those of you guys are not familiar, they take weeks to scrape. And a lot of the times the algorithm or even the layouts change rather, um, not the algorithm, the, the, the layout changes. So the scrapers have to be updated. It's a real pain in the ass. Again, I, I've, I've known companies to use them. Um, whether or not they're against the terms of service, certain websites, they're used, right? And they're used for, for again, for, for targeted marketing, um, for the purpose of, of getting you to buy their products. A breach like this, it's it's a little different, right? Because now we're including what's called a PPI, right? Which is more sensitive information, uh, things like birthdays. You know, a lot of the times here in the U.S., at least, I don't know about the U.K., I actually know in the U.K. as well, you have certain laws mm-hmm. that are meant to protect, right, the privacy of, of its citizens, right? And a lot of companies yep. get fined millions of dollars. It has happened already. Right. For for using this information without consent. So when this information Mm -hmm. is just out there available for hackers, uh, again, it's not for marketing. It's for purposes of maybe even uh, I heard uh, someone comment that it could be used to, an example, impersonate you. Right. If they have your birthday, what do they usually ask you when you first of all? Yes. Maybe, by the way, Social Security and stuff like that here in the U.S. But commonly, as long as you identify with your birthday, and your full name and your address, many services, you know, they, they, they accept that as, as identifiers to give out more information. Not everybody requests, you know, last four digits of your social security or something like that. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Actually it got me interested to see how, like how many is 32 million accounts in the U S and it turns out I looked up the population, how many of the population have Facebook? Do you know how much it is? No. 2.7 billion people now have Facebook. That's just about almost a quarter or over a quarter of the world's population. (laughs) Wow. That's nuts, right? That is nuts. That is crazy. Yeah. Wow. So there you have it. You know, Facebook, Mm -hmm. I will say that is one of those platforms, right? As I think everybody knows at this point. And for those of you guys listening that maybe were born probably after the 2000s, maybe 2005, 2007, there there was such a thing called uh, MySpace, which Facebook essentially, you know, took out a commission, much like uh, Netflix did to Blockbuster. And, you know, it was one of those things that, oh, Facebook is just, you know, it's more intuitive, user-friendly, blah, 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 blah. I think for a long time, right, user has had, uh, I'm sorry, Facebook, excuse me, has had the crown for being that application that, it, you know, it's been out there for so long and they've always improved. And then they bought other companies like Instagram and WhatsApp. 
And it's like, oh, you know, they're always looking out for the user and make, you know, connect you, you know, faster. I personally feel that it has become nothing more than a than a application used uh, for the means of, of making money. Is maybe no longer what some people have seen, like the uh, the uh, thing is called the uh, network or whatever how, that movie called um, with J.C. Eisenberg. Yeah, there you go. Right where you know it, it was about connecting and connecting, and you know there's even that whole line about like people in in, in third uh, world countries having Facebook and it's so big. I think it's past that, and it has only uh, become a place for that company, Facebook, to make money. Right. Selling your data. Mm -hmm. They have just so much data on people. It's just like an obscene amount of data. Right. And um, yeah, I mean, I think this is this was inevitable. This, you know, this is I'm probably I'm, I'm you know, I, there's no way for me to factually say this. But I mean, mm -hmm. you tell me, I, I don't feel like this is the first time this has happened. Well, I think Facebook has now essentially made the ultimate marketing machine. How many times do you look at videos and then there's, there's an ad and then there's another ad. They saw that you look for this, there's this, there's this. So there's Facebook is making so much money from every company spending money with them, spending money, spending money just to be more popular. I guess you could say like how many times have we seen products? We're like, Oh yeah, that's cool. Oh yeah. That's all right. That's all right. $5. Sweet. I'll take one of those. Or yeah. how many Amazon ads do you see now that are shown in Facebook just because you were looking up something on Amazon earlier that day? Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And I mean, we could go into a whole conspiracy about it of like uh, how you had to be careful with uh, your, like if you look on your phone, like do you want to allow access to your microphone at all times or access to your location at all times? Because there are some people who do believe that Facebook is taking our information by listening to our conversations as well. Right. Yeah, I heard that before. Because we leave our mic on on our phone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you. I think I I started here before. I joke about it, but yeah. I I'm gonna be honest with you now. I, I think it does happen, dude. Mm -hmm. I think uh, I not have an I have a uh, an Alexa like I do, right? Um, and and I know all that. I'm I'm very much aware that it could be potentially listening to me and and anything that I might like or might not like and just learning. Right. And that that's mm -hmm. a risk, it, you know, at, at least to some people's standards that I'm taking. Right. By doing that. Uh, personally, I am very or at least I try to be very vigilant on my passwords, mm. which, by the way, if there's any any I don't know, like um, lesson you can take away from listening to this podcast is check if you are one of the people affected by this. Right. There are different sites. And I'm going to show you guys one right mm -hmm. now because I want you guys to at least have a, some value in listening to to our podcast you can check if you were affected by this there's this long article but essentially if you go to have i been pawned right p a, a p w n e d pond um and just check your email it'll tell you if you have uh been uh affected by this now i have i checked both my emails that i commonly use and i have but the emails that i use are our mile, our own domains, right? Our summit domain, and in my Torres Era domain, I no longer use just a standard Gmail or a standard Yahoo. I just don't. And luckily, we have layered security on those emails, right? As you know, we have a two-step, you know, the two two-factor identifier, you know, blah 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 blah. So again, for those of you guys listening on the podcast, um, you guys can go 
and, and check, you know, over at a PWNED, have I been pawned? Um, and, and see if, you know, the, 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 you have, you know, you have for some reason, any of your emails that you feel that might've been affected. So have I been pawn.com's pawn spelled P W N E D and just, you know, enter your email address and see if it comes up, it'll tell you right away. Oh no. You know, an example, if you have, um, and this is the website that you might've been affected by cause they keep a tab on a lot, a lot of websites that have had any kind of like breaches in data. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's there for you guys. Check it out. Um, you know, it's a shame that we've gotten to the point where, you know, our, our data is basically being sold and resold. God knows how many times, but the one thing you guys can do, which is what I do, by the way, myself, you know, Josh, you do this as well is, you know, change your passwords, mm-hmm. have your two factor applications on your phone, you know, all my stuff mm-hmm. that I have. Okay. Um, you need my phone because if you want to check my, my cameras, it's going to require you a password. Even if you log in, refresh the page, boom, 2FA. I have that on my emails. I have that on pretty much everything. And for some of them, by the way, yeah. things that I feel like it's very sensitive, I'll have a two-factor, right? They have a text message or a call that they have to call me, right? Um, mm-hmm. On my cell phone, right? So it's just one of those things that you can do, right? Because uh, you just never know who has a, you know, who has your email and who, you know, they might need to... Um, uh, or want to rather impersonate you and, and steal your identity, right? Our information is already mm-hmm. out there. I don't think you should really freak out too much over somebody knowing your birthday or somebody knowing your email address or your, an example, your location. Really worry about banks, not ident- you know, not verifying when something is, um, you know, a check is presented at the teller or someone calls. In my, at least for my banks, I have a couple. All my banks, right? I have asked them and it's on record and I called in to the teller, right? When I first opened these bank accounts and I tell them to put these notes on there and saying things like, if there's any check cash over $200, I need to be called. Okay. Otherwise it's not authorized. Right. Um, so it's just those little things you guys can do, right? Work with whoever has your money really is who you're more concerned with. I have money in different, um, in, you know, institutions and all of them have a two FA. If I want to check my bank account over my own cell phone or my websites. And if there's any money coming out, I get alerts. Right. And it's not because I'm trying to be controlling or anything like this, because if, if any of my credit cards, you know, go over $20 and any kind of spent, I need to get notification period. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, exactly. so, right. It's just one of those things you can do to say to, 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 you know, to protect yourself and your money and your interests. Right. Absolutely. It's something you have to do. In fact, funny, you should mention that a friend of mine, he had his account hacked into and he lost, you know, 400, I think it was $400, 450 bucks. When you don't have a stable job, like uh, this particular friend doesn't have, I mean, that sucks. I mean, it sucks anyway. If you lose $450, no matter how much you earn, that always sucks. And now he has to wait around 30 days for the bank to be able to reimburse him so what does he have to do in that time well there's not much he can do you know yeah and, and, and a lot of times those banks are not even helpful right they're like oh well we'll look into it we'll do this we'll do that right exactly i mean like particularly here in mexico where there's a lot of fraud for people trying to you know rip people off mm-hmm. then yeah you know it's 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 a long bureaucratic nonsense process you have to go through to be able to get your money back because you've been robbed and going back to what you were saying before, it's like I 
Well, I'd recommend we're not sponsored, but if you want to, please do. Duo Mobile is a really good app for two-step authentication. So, uh, yeah, if you are listening, Duo Mobile, we recommend you. We love you. Please sponsor us. And, uh, Wink. Yeah. <laughs> sponsor us, yeah. <laughs> or, any, or any of those applications out there. You know, I know a lot of people have preferences based on branding or whatever. Just get yourself a, a 2FA application. Is it a pain in the butt? Yes. I had a, a conversation... I, I, long time ago with a buddy of mine who was like, yeah, but I don't want to be, you know, bothered and I don't know where my phone is. And sometimes I don't charge it. I'm like, dude, then you're just being lazy. You're going to mean, come on, like all these security measures are there in place uh, for people that want to be proactive. Right. So I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend anybody, but if you're one of those people that are like, yeah, but what if, what if I didn't charge my phone? Then I can't get in. Yeah. That's kind of how it works. Like, but it's for your security. Right. Exactly. So, Exactly. So it's like that or you lo- you could potentially lose a lot of your information if you have to start all your internet life, to put it one way, from zero. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and if, at least here in the States, someone gets a hold of stuff like your credit cards, right? I know there's a lot of countries that still move around a lot with uh, actual currency, paper currency. But in the States, mm. I think it's the opposite. I think most people move around with credit cards, digital currency. So what happens if someone just opens up a credit card? Right. Or there's, I don't know if you've ever seen those like random videos of like, uh, people that work in drive throughs that literally take credit cards and like, Oh, the machine here is not working. I'm going to use the one in the back and they'll like take a picture of your credit card. Right. And then they have that information now and they can impersonate you and stuff like that. So, you know, again, those are just extra steps, right? Again, implement things like in your, in your credit cards, hopefully they have them all mine do. Where you have things like, hey, if you if I spend more than twenty dollars, send me a notification text. Um, there's a lot of times, by the way, where it might not even be uh, fraud, but you'll have credit card or sorry, uh, companies charge you like this random fees, uh, and you're like, what the hell is this for? Or subscriptions. Those are those are killers for bank accounts, right? And you're like, oh damn, I subscribed to that stupid game like two years ago or a year ago or whatever it is, and now this renewal came up, and I don't want to pay the six nine nine again. All my stuff, man all have those, you know, alerts and stuff like that, where if I get a notification, oh, let's just say something renews for even for one ninety nine, then I'm like, I don't even need this stupid application anymore. You can go and get that charge reversed, right? Yes, it's one ninety nine, but hey, I mean, I don't know if people here are just like, okay, <laughs> throwing mm-hmm. money, but I'm that kind of guy. You know, I will call iTunes yeah. and get my one ninety nine reimbursed, get my, get my $2 back. That's just how I am. Absolutely. It's not about what, it's not about the size of what they took. It's more about the principle of the matter. And that is they took money, which is not theirs. Exactly. Pretty much what it comes to. Really well put. Exactly. So so basically, two-step authenticate, get those apps, Duo Mobile, for instance, and set those notifications to your preferences. Because it doesn't have to be as extreme as like every time you use it, you get a notification. But you can set it like if anyone spends more like 20, 30, 50 bucks or something like that, then please get, please notify me because those are, you know, bigger purchases, right? Absolutely. Yeah. They can be life changing pur- uh, purchases if, you know, you're only down mm-hmm. to your $50 or $100. Um, yes, everyone exactly. should have a few thousand dollars, blah, blah, blah. That's not the real world. A lot of people, like Josh said, are living, you know, paycheck to paycheck, $20, mm-hmm. $40, you know, unauthorized transaction can be life changing because then what? Banks love to charge those overdraft fees. They love to charge those overdraft fees. Uh, you oh, know, man. a long time ago, before I, you know, I, I became the man that I am, I was so dumb and I gave probably thousands of dollars 
in overdraft fees because my mindset was a dumb one. And I was like, oh, fuck it, I'll just pay it. And if they charge me, they charge me. Right? Very young, 17, 18 year old, stupid kid. Now I'm looking back, I'm like, holy crap, dude. You know, just, you know, looking at actual finances, the way I look now, I'm like, <laughs> moron. But, anyways, um, yeah. So, guys, you know, take the tips. Uh, look up for Facebook. You know, I, I personally do report those posts going back to the first story where you have people, uh, you know, just, you know, doing stuff that, you know, obviously is to to scam someone or whatever. I, I do report them. Uh, I encourage you guys to do the same because I think together is how we fight, you know, um, the the unfortunately the crisis that is happening, at least, you know, even if in a very small way. Can you go out there and patrol the border? Of course not. I'm not encouraging you to do so either. But can you at least, uh, you know, make it more difficult for some of these uh, traffickers to, to um, you know, just mess with people's lives? Yeah. And the way you can do it is just by hitting that report button, right? Uh, I don't go on Facebook now every day anymore. Uh, it's, it's this is, mm, you know, TikTok is my home mm-hmm. <laughs> for someone that critiqued TikTok for so long. But yeah, you know, uh, once in a while when I do go in there and I see those posts, I'm like, boom, report as dangerous or report as whatever, right? Is Facebook going to do something about it? I don't know. I don't know. I think Facebook needs to clean up their act as well. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, monitor this themselves. But as a community, I think we can do that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that that's the best we can hope for. We might not be able to make a change immediately, but hopefully we can get enough people to realize what type of content they are consuming and question it and report it because that's what this report system is for. Right. To be able to report content that is potentially dangerous. Exactly. All right, guys, I think that's it for today. Uh, you know, just a quick short story around Facebook and what's happening with Facebook. Um, comment down below. Let us know, you know, if there's any other type of stories you guys want to see more from us. Uh, if you guys can hit that like button again, I, I, I always tell you guys and I mean it, it helps us a lot. Right. It helps with the whole YouTube algorithm and then on the podcast platforms. Um, if you guys can hit the star rating, I heard that's on there. Maybe even leave a comment. But yeah, um, that's it for today. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And until next time, see ya.